Hey y'all, I know many of you have been talking about sleep issues, falling asleep, staying asleep. Well, I wanted to turn you on to these amazing podcasts that I've been listening to from the Women's Meditation Network. My friend and woman podcaster, Katie Cremenso, has created this amazing network of guided meditations and music through her expanding network of podcasts. They currently have 11 different meditation podcasts available to you. Their intentions are that you are able to use their meditations to calm down, sleep better, and feel less stressed. I'll be honest, I can't even get to the end of the podcast before I'm out. Now, not only are there sleep meditations, but also morning meditations, affirmations, and there's even a healing meditation for women podcast guided by my good friend, intuitive medium, Reiki master, Tina Conroy. This woman's network will help you enjoy the meditation experience easily. Tune in and discover the messages that can come forward for your soul's journey. The link for the Women's Meditation Network will be in the show notes. Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast Salon, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online with their new online store at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we've just moved through the first full moon of spring. It was big, full of reflective light, light shining on you to find your freedom, your truth, and how you want to show up in the world. Your energy matters. If you're living on the surface in how you look and dress and how you wear your job tag, but underneath it all, you're unhappy and miserable, what do you think your energy will reflect? Energy that begins to drain, energy that isn't radiant, energy that is stuck, just hanging, survival mode. Yeah, I've been there, surviving and thinking I was doing really well until I wasn't. I wasn't even surviving anymore. I had slipped into depression and I started asking the questions from an energy perspective. Why was my energy depressed? Why was I draining my energy, self-sabotaging, procrastinating, never getting my work finished? Why was the only place I could slow down outside? And then I took a trip with some amazing teachers to Teotihuacan in Mexico and visited some of the most sacred sites on Mother Earth. And then I saw it all visually, in colors, in auras, in light, through my eyes and the light of my soul. I kid you not. But what I noticed was that as I slowed down and began to stop the energy drains, I saw how powerful it was to turn this around and went deep within my spirit. It led me right to the wisdom of my soul's work, all the many lives I had lived and all the wisdom 
and knowledge I had learned. And it reminded me of my soul's purpose in this lifetime, not one covered up with fear and doubt and unworthiness, but pure and simple right there. I created the energy boundaries and protocols that I needed to begin to live again, to live the dreams for this next stage in my life. I offered myself a spiritual makeover, yep, changed up my rituals, mixed up my modalities, and created a new medicine bag for my spiritual practice. Not really sure how to begin your spiritual practice? Reach out and let me help you make over your spiritual practice. Schedule a complimentary call with me. Let me help you understand where you get lost and the number one thing you can do to get back to your path of living your dreams. As the spring opens up where I am, I notice the purity and simpleness of the season of Mother Earth and the blooming of a bud. This year, there may be a few extra layers to push through here, but here comes the wildflowers. Mother Nature is so smart, giving us what we need when we need it. Spiritually, symbolically, however it shows up, right? The wildflowers, the subject on the podcast today, I say where I am because my guest comes all the way from Australia. It's the opposite season there to share her wildness with us with her new book, Wild Hearted Purpose. It's about embracing your unique calling and the unmapped path of authenticity. I think this interview is such a perfect conversation for all of us. It is a time to check in with your soul, to see if your purpose has shifted. It's not a time to continue following what everyone else is doing just because. It's a time to live from your purpose. In this episode, we talk about the energy of a wildflower, the stages we go through, budding, blooming, courage, abundance, and manifesting through you. You are the purpose. Before we jump into the interview, let's take a moment to pause breathe, and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, breathing all the way up the body. And exhale, pulling that breath all the way back down. Slowing down, centering. Inhaling, expanding that breath up the body. And as you exhale, call all your energy into you. Call in your spirit. Feel that alignment of your spirit right on top of the physical body. Taking another deep inhale. And exhale. Dropping right into your heart. Right into the deepest part of your heart. Feel that connection. Your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are loved and supported. Feeling all this energy coming in around you. So you take a moment to honor your path on this great wheel of life. Wherever you are, in whatever season you may find yourself in as you listen, connect to your spirit, your soul. 
What is your truth? What is the freedom you are living right now for yourself? What is your dream? See it, hear it, feel it, know it. And allow those elevated emotions of your dream to radiate out from your heart all around you. Setting that energy for you. Taking another deep inhale. And exhale as we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings, calling in your own spirit guides to support you with these dreams as you open up to live your purpose. One more deep inhale and exhale, grounding, sending all of your breath all the way down deep into Mother Earth, feeling that focusing of the third eye, feel the love and the light in your heart, bringing your awareness back. Blinking the eyes open, coming back. My guest today, Chris Franken, is calling all the way in from Byron Bay, Australia. She is an author, way shower, intuitive mentor, healer. She is passionate about empowering others to listen within, to their heart, to their sacred spirit. She doesn't preach or tell others to do as she does. She's a way shower who lives in the wild, has many deeply spiritual practices, and is deeply human with a love of chocolate. Her work always points back to the listener, the client, the friend. It points to their heart and gives them ways to access their wisdom within, rather than the opinions and conditioning around them. Her latest book, Wild-Hearted Purpose, builds on the wisdom of her first book, The Call of Intuition. She shares her unique process for realizing your full potential and learning to live authentically through nature. She presents dozens of simple and inspiring practices to help you discover the dreams of your soul, design your own process of growth, and live your purpose every day. Each chapter includes dream work, vision boards, journal prompts, and other exercises that support your journey to become more mindful, joyful, grateful, and empowered. Chris teaches you that by exploring your inner landscape and connecting deeply with your kaleidoscope of gifts, You can find the purpose already imbued in the light of your being and learn to bloom along the unmapped paths of life. She is the former beauty and health editor for Real Life Magazine and has a bachelor's degree in psychology and sociology. So let us welcome Chris to the show. Welcome, Chris. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you all the way in Australia. How exciting. Yes, Byron Bay. It is absolutely sunny too. I moved from Toronto to Sydney and then we moved to Melbourne. But then I had a couple of years in Detroit, Michigan, where I got my accent back again and then came back to Australia when I was about nine or 10. And I lived in Sydney most of that time. And then four years ago, we moved up to Byron Bay. 
Okay. I have yet to go, but I hear it's beautiful. And I've had many guests on from Australia, a couple of clients in Australia as well. So yes, one day I will definitely get there. Yeah. So congratulations on your latest book, Wild Hearted Purpose. I'd like to start by asking, I know you've written a couple of other books and you have cards as well and a journal. What led you to write this book? This is a book that came from a meeting with (laughs) Mother Nature. I was sitting at the ocean one day I had had an idea in my head about my second book, which hadn't worked out as I had planned. And I went to Mother Ocean to give it to her, to surrender everything back to her so I could start afresh. And when I got there, I thought I was just going to have a really peaceful time and that would be it. I had no expectations as I was walking away from the beach. You know, Mother Ocean can be really powerful. She kind of tugged me back on the sleeve and said, hey, 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 hang on a second. Hang on, I'm not done. (laughs) And so... Uh, I sat down and listened to her and she said, your first book was about intuition. What, why did you have to write a book about intuition? It, it flowed so effortlessly. What is it now that you're so obsessed with that you're talking to everyone about? And I said, soul purpose. I have clients I talk to about soul purpose. I love, you know, telling my friends, I give everyone unwanted advice all the time about their careers and their jobs because I'm so passionate about it. And she said, well, there you go. And I went home that afternoon and I just started writing it. And her main message to me that I got on that day, which was really clear, was that if you really want to live on purpose, you can't live on the paved paths of life because they're not for you. They're not yours. And as you go into the wild, you will discover more and more of yourself and your authentic nature. And that is how she described to me how to really find your soul purpose, which wasn't too different to how I had been coaching people and mentoring people around their purpose. But it became so much more, I guess, poetic that it was so nice to start a book from that place. I love that. I love soul purpose. And I think this is so timely with everything going on in the world and all that we've been through these last couple of years. I think many, for many of us, you know, soul purpose is shifting a little bit. I think as we can come into, and I'm assuming, you know, like this is exactly what your book is about. Like as we can come into that part of us, what is it we really want to do? Whose dream are you living? That's kind of what I've been talking about. Like, are you living your dream, living somebody else's dream, but really tapping into that deeper part of who we are through the soul and bringing it forward right now is so needed. I totally agree. So in your book, you kind of liking it to wildflowers. Tell us a little bit about that analogy and how you got there. The wildflower came to me as I was writing the introduction and how I suppose I have a personal fondness for all flowers. I really get obsessed with flowers. I can sit with flowers, talk to flowers. I love essential oils and Something about the wildflower just sort of stayed in my periphery for a while as I was writing the introduction. And then as I decided to give the book some structure, the idea of a flower seeding, you know, in the quiet, in the depths where a lot of creativity starts and then blooming and just that really vulnerable sense of that bud coming out of the earth. And then the actual radiant full bloom, the full opening of here I am, this is what I'm offering. The wildflower seemed to be like a really clear analogy for me to explain the process, the creative process that is often within our purpose as we unveil different aspects and different layers. And even if people don't feel that they are creative, I feel like there's this natural creativity in all of us, not necessarily an artistic 
talent, but there's a creativity within all of us that we can tap into. And if we want to understand it better, I really feel like nature holds all the keys for us. Nature and our community. That was the two big things that I wanted to focus on in the book because other people can reflect to us who we are and what we're really great at and the gifts and the talents that we might not be able to see for ourselves, but other people can see it so clearly for us. So other people are really great reflectors for us. They bring out the best in us when we're surrounded by people who really get and appreciate us, but also Mother Nature. So I really loved using different stories and analogies from nature to explain different aspects of the soul purpose. And that's what the book became full of. But it was the wildflower that kind of kept following me throughout the pages because she was just so ideal to explain. The other thing about the wildflower is that, of course, a wildflower just grows wherever she wants. Like you can plant a flower. I have so many planted flowers. I have so many pots of flowers. I have um, edible flowers all through my veggie garden and all through this land that we so um, gratefully take care of. But the wildflower, she grows where she wants and she sends her seeds off into the wind and she will just let her babies fly. She is, she is not, you know, following anyone's guidelines or anyone's rules and she will bloom in a way that no flower in a garden could ever attain because there's no pruning. There's no limit. There are no limits to her. And her beauty is something that when you see full wildflowers like out somewhere in nature, it really, for me, it's one of the most breathtaking sights. Yeah, I agree. And you talk about that right in the beginning. It's like, you know, how the, they bloom and then the seeds fall and then they're left for the next generation and it comes back around and the cycles are so different and that wildness. And here I am laughing because Last year, I started moving wildflowers around in my yard and I'm laughing going, okay, who knows if I really was able to put all of them over here, all of them over here. When the spring comes, you know, we're going to see where they go. And you know, it reminds me too, like sometimes, you know, as we're talking, as we're putting this message out, we never know where those seeds are going to land. We really don't. And I think that's the beautiful part of how we put our messages out there and how that sole purpose can guide us in so many ways we don't even see. So I love that analogy so much. Now you start off talking a little bit about rewilding yourself. Tell us what you mean about that. I feel like we are all inherently wild beings. I mean, we were created by mother nature. We, our earthly bodies are naturally, we are so wild. Our instincts are wild. We have this wild heart. So to rewild ourselves means, like for me, it meant leaving the city, coming to somewhere like Byron Bay where I can see waterfalls and I can go to beaches and I can sit immersed in nature. And somehow we ended up living here in the rainforest where I just get to go and sit in with the trees anytime I want, sit on these great big rocks. And I feel the rewilding of me. I feel the conditioning falling away. I feel the judgment. I feel like the like I I loved living in the city and I have absolutely no judgments for people who live in the city. And I also believe I know you can rewild yourself while living in the city. But the more time you spend in the wild, the more the wild kind of calls you home and says, yeah, I see you. I see the wild in you. I see the part of you that wants to sing, the part of you that wants to dance, the part of you that wants to play your drum or sit in circle or really come back home to yourself. So that's what I mean by rewilding. And I know that it's a, because I've mentored so many clients, I see how different it is for people. For some people, they'll stay in the city their whole lives, but what will happen to them is just the shell falls away and they get to live their most authentic life. And for them, that's living 
wild. It might not look wild. They might not look like they might not have dreaded hair and tattoos. And that's really cool because it's so different for everyone. And that's what I love to honor is the individual process because we are such unique beings. But when you come back to yourself and you feel you feel safer, you feel calmer, you feel like more of you is able to be expressed and held. And that's what nature does so beautifully. Yeah, it does. I know for myself, just getting outside and sitting on the earth and being out there, that's where my messages come in too. I love to listen to the wind. I'm not really fond of like wind storms or like, you know, tornadoes, but I definitely love to listen, you know, to the trees move and the wind. It's like, okay, what is the message here? And I work with the medicine wheel and I have one out about 35, 40 minutes away from where I live. And I go out there and it's just like, yeah, like move a rock, sit there and notice what I notice. And I do think there's a lot to be said right now. And I do think that many people can get stuck metaphorically, symbolically living within those confines of themselves without getting outside, right? Without getting outside those lines, especially to create. And right now more than ever, I think we need this. Yeah, wouldn't you agree? I so agree right now more than ever because we've been through so much because our entire being from the ground up, from our roots to our tips has been shaken. And what we're discovering is that we want to know what our real purpose is. More and more people are looking for a community that feels really supportive of them and their most authentic way of being. More and more people are looking for, okay, well, why am I really here? What's really going on on earth? Who can I speak to about this? And where? What is? why am I here? This is the most one of the most powerful moments of humanity to be alive. And if you're alive right now, there's a really good reason for it. And I think a lot of people feel that they might not be able to articulate that, but they really, they're so hungry for their sole purpose because if someone can just give them a clue or reflect back to them, the wisdom that's already within them, like the trees do and the wind does and a really good friend does and a really good mentor does, they can actually open something within them that says, ah, my purpose, and none of us are here to save humanity, none of us are here for this great, you know, cosmic mission, but really it's a very unique and it's very special and it's very, very important. And when you open up to that and it lives in your heart, it lives in the blueprint of your soul, and when you get to open up to that a little bit more and then a little bit more, like the sun coming through the clouds during the day, then what you find is that there's a part of you that really wants you to feel as though you are important and feel as though you matter right now. And why you matter is because no one else can do or be who you are. Yeah, I think that's so important because it's so easy to like compare yourself to others and then get caught in that trap. But when you really pull back in, what is that calling for you? What is your soul telling you? And sometimes it's hard. You got to, you know, get through all the chatter of what's going on, but it is so powerful. I so agree. Now in the book, you kind of guide us through some of those stages. Tell us about that. The stages of really finding your soul purpose. Again, it's kind of like the wildflower, the blooming. Um, one of the stages, which I really love to share with people is this whole idea of nothingness, how much beauty and magic can be created in a space of nothingness. So if you think of a desert or if you think of the soil and you think of the seed being planted in the soil, and if you've ever had a really beautiful meditation where you just got to tune into nothingness, you'll know that in a state of nothingness, you can find everything, everything that you need is possible. The infinite is there sitting with you and welcoming you into this space where everything exists in this moment. So when you learn to get really present and mindful in life, 
you learn that that the space of nothingness is where magic is first seeded. And this is really important along the path because you'll find it's not just the endings before the beginnings. It's not just the um, the space of, oh, I have nothing to do. It's actually really opening to, actually, I'm going to create space. It could be on the dark moon. It could be after you finished a really big project. It could be um, after you've moved house or something big has happened in your life. Just to create space for nothing is so important, but we're not really taught that. We're not re- we're, we're conditioned to go, go and do, do. And actually when you achieve one thing, it's really good just to achieve another thing and then another thing and another thing. But when you take space to be in the nothingness, you can acknowledge what's just occurred and then you can actually just be really present in the moment. And that's when magic comes out and creativity starts to blossom and unexpected connections happen with other people and you can co-create things that you never even fathomed before. So there's this space of opening to nothingness where a seed is planted. In the book, I do say that there's the ending is always in the beginning is always in the ending. The ending is always in the beginning. It's, there's always this, there is no clean cut ending. Like whenever I have finished a job, I know what I'm going to do next. It's, whether I know it consciously or not doesn't matter, but I know that the seed for what I want to do next, I always find it in the ending. The ending is the fertilizer for what is about to bloom next in my life. And so by pausing and welcoming this seed in after any kind of ending, I find that I'm giving more potency to the seed and not expectations and not judgments and not a five-year plan or I'm not that kind of coach. (laughs) I don't go into five-year plans and how much are we going to earn this month? I go into how satisfied are you and how how are you feeling right now and what is ready to bloom in your life? And then... When you give space for that seed, that's when you get to really like design, design it from a really fresh perspective and say, okay, how do I want this to look? Whether you're writing a book or creating an artwork or buying a new business or starting something new, or it could even be the beginning of a new relationship. How do I want this to look? I'm going to go into this with intention, with loving intention to design because I am the creator of my life. And I do flow with the divine universal threads, but I'm also very much aware of how sovereign and how powerful I am. And so then if I can, if I can design and also open to that flow, then I'm going to stay in my power and I'm going to stay with alignment with what the universe has on offer, be it the astrology of the day. I get to flow with that, but I also get to create what it is that I really desire. Yeah. And I was just going to say, even like working with the tarot, like we come to the 10 and the 10 is that conclusion, but yet it's the one too. It is that beginning. And so we're able to, like you say, like have that cycle continuous and, you know, mother earth and nature and even the wildflowers at clear cut. Sometimes you see wildflowers, like in the most obscure spots, it's like, how did it get here? And so I think we do have to open up to that. But I do think that many people can get a little afraid of that space, a little bit afraid of like not seeing what's next. And I know that I've experienced that myself. And I know right now I've created all this blank space because I am shifting my life and woke up one morning thinking like, oh my God, I don't see what's happening. I don't know what's going on. And like, wait a minute, wait a minute, pull back, breathe, because this is exactly what I wanted to create. I wanted to open up that space. So sometimes we can be afraid of the very thing that is helping us to move through that. Wildfires don't get afraid, do you think? 
<laughs> I love the idea that wildflowers would hesitate for anything, but no, they wouldn't. I think the fear is really natural. And I think the fear, I remember being taught as a kid, like I would perform a lot um, musically, especially I loved to play the piano and the saxophone. I loved to sing. And I was taught by a really great music teacher that those nerves that you have, that state, you think it could be fear, fear of what's going to happen if something goes wrong. But actually, it's the exact same physiological state as excitement and anticipation for something that's going to go really, really well. And I know that what we can do in life is we can harness that fear and that anxiety and we can channel it into and really bring it on down into our creative power and say, okay. Okay, I'm excited. I'm actually really excited. This fear, completely normal. This anxiety about nothingness, about I don't know how much money I'm going to make this year, about the creative life is really not a given. You don't get bonuses. You don't get you don't get a car. You know, you don't get given a specific salary for the next five years. And we've been taught that that is essential to us for our safety and security. What we learn in nature is that there is no safety and security other than bare feet on bare ground and just connecting in to that moment and feeling like, okay, Mother Earth has me. Mother Earth always has my back. She's always holding on to my feet. She loves me. She doesn't want me to fall. And if I listen to her and if I trust her, essentially her being my body as well and her being my heart, if I can listen to my heart, my body and her and the greater compassion that really is holding us all, then I feel this sense of a more holistic and universal safety rather than clicking into what we're supposed to do because there's nothing to do to feel safe. You've got to undo things in order to feel safe. You've got to undo conditioning in order to really get back to that, that sense of rewilding, that sense of I'm okay so the fear, I think, is, yeah, absolutely, completely normal, but channeling it, harnessing it, that's where the power yeah, is. Yeah, I agree. And I think I just was looking at that, like, wait a minute, like, what is that in my stomach that makes me feel like, oh, is this fear or getting nervous and what, you know, what is that? And I agree. It's like when we can turn that around and go, wait a minute, let me say this is my power. This is that excitement. I think then we can approach it from there. And it is just an opening up. It is just to let me, let me see what I can do within my own self step by step little by little and grow that new energy. And I think that's important for all of us to hear right now because we are so conditioned. You gotta do A, B, C to get to where you're going. Well, maybe you don't, right? And now even like, as we're seeing here in the States, like all of these big companies are laying off people and people that think they've taken the safer path, they're finding it's really not. And so these questions that you're bringing forward and the ability to go within oneself and say, what is it I really wanna do? If I was to put safety aside, Right. Sometimes we think that the safest path is going to take us there. And really, it's going to just create more havoc because we're not really living what we want to do. Yeah, I so agree with that. And I love the idea of turning that energy around. And I think that's what I ended up doing, because like, wait a minute, this is what I'm asking for. Why am I so anxious that I can't see all the answers? So let me slow down. And that was my key. Let me slow down, do my breathing and really just like 
open up the space even more. And I think that's important for all of us to hear because we want to have those answers to know what we're going to do. But you know, the creative process isn't always that way for sure. So you talk about that first as like seeding your vision and you give us lots of prompts in the book. You give us lots of ideas and ways to go about it. And then you talk about the next step. It's kind of like designing that passion. Talk about that, designing that process a little bit. That really comes back to this idea of us being the creators of our life and actually finding what it is that we really want and how to design that from a state of empowerment. I mean, you talk about the empowered spirit. This is so important to everything I do is to empower other people to really tune in to their spirit, to their heart, to their knowing within them and then design from there. So the book is less a guide of a, okay, follow these steps and you're going to get rich, follow these steps and you're going to feel like this is your sole purpose right here in this book. No way. This this book is like, okay, this book is trying to bring out from you, from the reader, your wisdom, your knowing. And when you get, when you, when you can pull those threads in and you can really start to see who you are and what is your truth and what are your gifts? What are your talents? Like, what do you really have inside of you that no one else can do in a way that only you can do it? then I think the design process is really important. It's kind of like having a whole bunch of visions. Like I'm a very visual person. If I never write something down, I get really frustrated and I don't know why. And I think that's why the designing process for me is so important because if I can create a vision board and just put it up on my wall, I, it just gives me such relief. Like, okay, there it is. That's what I want. That's what that Those visions there, that's what I want. That's what I want to create. It doesn't have to be worded it doesn't have to be a map but for other people it could be like designing a map so in the book there are really um there are journaling there is designing and what it is meant to do is to bring out the the inner designer in you and maybe it's a map that you want to design and maybe it's a like a really gentle plan that you can flow with and I think having some kind of design of what it is that you're here to create and what it is that you're here to share and co-create and make on your own with other people what that does is it, it brings in the ideas and the the aspects of you and it puts it down on paper and then you get to see it and then you can get really excited and go okay okay so now how do I make this happen because this is what I want and knowing that this is fluid but knowing that this is also this was all my idea this is all me in a nutshell then I get to create from that space. I think it's a really important anchor point along the path of knowing and fulfilling your soul purpose. Yeah, I agree. Anchoring points. I do think so too. And I love vision boards. My daughter and I do one every year. We've done them for years and we Zoom. She's up in, actually, she's up in Canada, Vancouver this year, uh, last couple of years. But it is fun to like put some of those down. And then we kind of, even sometimes we'll go back and look at it and like, well, this didn't, oh, but this did. And sometimes I'm totally amazed because I did put something down, really not even knowing exactly how I got there or would get there. And then I did get there. And I think that's really fun. And having the ability to be open to, like not even knowing, you know, exactly how you're going to get there, but putting it down and having that creativity come about, I think is important. And like, I know, I think last year is like halfway through the year, maybe it was three quarters, like I need a new vision board. Like I am so done with this one and that's okay too, right? So things change and we open up and, you know, like that wildflower that's going to return back to the earth. Sometimes, you know, we go back to the earth a little bit sooner too in our ideas and creativity and that freedom and that wildness. Again, your ideas of wildness definitely rings very true 
true for me as I listen to that and read what you've been talking about for sure. Yeah. And then you get to the bloom, the bloom stage. Tell us about that. The bloom. I mean, for me, that's the fun bit. And again, some people can be really scared of blooming. They want to stay as a bud. A bud feels very protective. A bud feels like, well, no one's going to judge me just for being a bud. I can stay I can stay as a bud for as long as I need to. I don't need to bloom. If I bloom, then oh, everyone's going to see who I am. But the blooming for me is the really fun bit. The blooming is the living your life on purpose. And really that what that means is just tuning into your beautiful wild heart every day, tuning into what love wants for you. And whatever it is that you call the great spirit, the, the cosmic love that holds you and watches you and supports you every day, really knowing that that has your um, your greatest interests, your greatest purpose in mind when it moves with you and through you like the wind. So when we get to bloom is when we get to share our gifts and talents with other people. Inevitably, all of us have a gift and a talent that helps other people, other humans in the flesh, our grassroots community. I think online communities are super important and I think we've all really, well, most of us have hopefully clicked into some kind of online group in the last few years when we were kind of almost forced down that path. And that has really held, it really held me having online groups. But there's a real importance for grassroots community for getting together with people, you know, hand to hand and eye to eye and really sharing our gifts. What happens is this beautiful um, sharing and receiving of energy. And for me, that's the ultimate in purpose is when I can sit with someone and I can share my gifts, whether that's making them a beautiful calf of ceremonial cacao, and then they share with me their dreams. And then we, we co-create something really magical in the moment. And there's a beautiful symbiotic element to that, which we all have with nature as well. This beautiful idea of, well, the trees need our air and we need the trees air and, and really we're going to thrive with trees and trees are going to thrive with us. It's the same with other people. So when we find people who can really see us for who we are, really, they can really receive our gifts and they are able to fully share theirs, then I think that's when we really bloom. I think we're not meant to bloom on our own. We're not meant to bloom in isolation. You see wildflowers that bloom all together, but sometimes there's thousands of them. You see a whole forest of trees growing together. You see there's, we're not meant to bloom to, we're not meant to really fully find ourselves in isolation it's actually something that can do our head in if that's if that's what we're trying to do is to sit at home and really find out who am I who am I who am I when if we went out and we went to a a, a women's circle or a, a men's choir or a, a a bush regeneration group or whatever it is that we're drawn to doing with other people actually what we might not realize is that who we are being with these people these like-minded open-hearted people that's that's who we are when we're living on purpose when we're in our joy and when we're flowing with this feeling of love and when we are open to giving and receiving it's these it's these little moments that are the ultimate in our soul purpose that's what i really believe yeah, the ultimate in our soul purpose. I love that. And I think for many of us coming back out into the world has been a little scary, right? And I think we're just now, I was thinking about it, like this time last year, we were just coming back out. 
And even now it's like I, I teach at some of the yoga studios around town and now they're just starting to fill back up again. People are just starting to venture back out. And I think that we are going to notice exactly what you're talking about, who we are again, where are we? What is that purpose that we're bringing forward and that we can no longer stay? Like we said right at the top of the show, like in those concrete lines, we just can't anymore. We have to branch out in order to find that that fulfillment of our soul. I mean, I think that's really what it's about. At least that's how I see it. And those are the things that I'm helping my clients with as well too. dig down, open up and not be afraid to bloom. And I know there's been many moments, you know, with all that I've been through that. Yeah, I, I just kind of want to stay in my little seed, right? <laughs> you know, but then I don't want to stay in my little seed. So it's just like back and forth and back and forth. But I think right now, nurturing that soul and opening up. And sometimes I think too, Maybe you can address this as well. Like we try to make it a little more complicated than it really needs to be. Because what I find sometimes is like when, when I see it lots of times, I see people slide and hold the space for them. But it's the things that make us the happiest. And it's what we're naturally good at is that sole purpose. And some people are like, no, it can't be that. That's too easy. Have you noticed that? Oh, my goodness. It's, you've just phrased it so beautifully. We overcomplicate things because we are taught that. So that to to fulfill, to be fulfilled in our lives, we have to complete a whole list, you know, and that usually includes having a happy relationship with a partner, having kids, having, uh, you know, like owning a home, um, owning at least one really good car, going on these particular holidays. So the list is very stressful. If we can actually realize that, well, if you don't want kids, don't have kids. If you don't want to be in a partnership right now, then, you know, have a break or just be happy being where you're at in that state. You don't need to own a home. You don't even need to own a car. You want to go live in a community and actually never see money again. You can do that too. What matters at the end of the day, what matters at the end of the, at the end of our life is not any of those boxes that we ticked. It's the connections that we made with other people with open hearts. That's it. That's really it. Where did we step into in our lives with an open heart? Because that's when we're fully giving and that's when we're fully able to receive. So I have this little practice of checking in with my 80-year-old self and I ask her for advice. And she gives me the best advice. She's really cool. And I'll ask her like, okay, so this is what's going on right now. And she'll say, Chris, honey. You know, she really brings it back to basics for me, exactly what you were just saying. She really brings it back to how are you feeling about that? What's going on for you? What can you just let go? And it's always, always about simplifying. And that's the great thing about living in nature. I moved out here to the rainforest exactly a year ago, and I have let go of so many of my belongings, so much of my identity. There has been this huge act of surrender. We had a a flood here uh, a month after we moved in. And so again, the the mold and the house thankfully didn't get flooded, but there was so much rain for so long that there was no sense in holding on to anything here that wasn't really sparking joy as everyone kind of understands objects in this new way, which I love. So what that has done for me, living in the wild has done for me. It means that I own less and I'm so much happier. I'm so much more content because there's less to clean. There's less to take care of, but also there's just less stuff um, getting in the way of this spaciousness of the house, which brings out a spaciousness in my being which allows for more of me, 
I really love and appreciate what you just said. So true. Yeah, I agree. And thank you. And I also agree with what you just said, because I'm in that place right now where I am ready to pick up and leave where I am. And in order to do that, I have to let go of so much stuff. Yeah. And I am so ready and I'm walking around going, okay, where do I start? Where can I let go? And there is a part of me that goes, no, don't let go of this. No, you might need this. No, you might need this. But really, really like, do I? And if I keep holding on, how will I let go? So I can appreciate that too. Not that I want to call them the floods, but it is that idea of like, we don't need as much stuff as we think we do. We really don't. And why do we accumulate all those things that inhibit us from being able to pick up and go and enable us to like be stuck? So yes, I can appreciate that. And really, I am at that part in my life too, where it is time, you know, to let some of this go to free up so that I can open up to that. Right now, I'm just seeing white space. You know, like I said, it's sometimes like, oh no, what is that? But it's like, oh no, like, yes, that's exactly what I'm asking for right now. But I do have to let go of more and I recognize that. And so I think all of these phases are really important that we really can recognize the growth that we're at. And again, just going back to that whole analogy of the wildflower, right? And so nature brings us so many surprises. And I did a lot of work on my garden last year and it's like, okay, you know, another month, like another few weeks, I'm gonna start to see, did this wildflower really get moved over there? Or was that just me wanting that wildflower there? So it is going to be quite interesting. And I think that analogy coming back into our soul purpose and our dreaming and not to be so container oriented to really let that wildness in us out. And I think right now, you know, here we are the age of Aquarius and we just moved to this new moon energy and just really opening up really to the beginning of the year, so to speak. But I think it's important that we find these ways to let go. So I love all of your analogies and your book is a lot of fun. Each chapter includes dream work and vision boards and journal prompting that really can help you take some time, slow down to help you go in deeper to that resources of who am I right now? And there are many people right now that have lost jobs and are searching and the tendency is to want to go right back to the job they had. But breathe, right? Breathe and recognize that there are ways to get to a different part of who you are. And I think that's really great that your book is coming out right now for sure. So what is your like mission, your passion with this besides helping people find that? But what is your overall hopes for the book? My hope for the book is that it lands for people wherever it is that they need it to land. Everyone has different ideas of whether they are in work or whether they are actually not working at the moment. Everyone has a different idea of what it means to live a meaningful life. And I really hope for the book that it lands for people in their heart and opens up the pathways to themselves, to their highest path and to their greater knowing and awareness and helps them live with more compassion towards themselves, more reverence towards themselves and to all of life. Yeah, their highest part and more reverence to who they are, which is what we need right now, that authenticity of who we are. You know, stop following the norm, really, right? And stop living other people's dreams, you know? And that's a really big one for many people to really recognize and see, for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited for your book to come out. Where would you like us to direct them to find the book and find your work? Well, thank you for this. My website is chrisfranken.com, K-R-I-S-F-R-A-N-K-E-N.com. And there you can find my books, you can find my oracle cards, you can book a session with me. It's all there. Excellent. Are you doing any teaching? Do you have any courses coming up? 
Um, at the moment, I'm creating some courses for Insight Timer. And you can find my Insight Timer meditations on my website as well. But there's going to be some courses coming up on Insight Timer this year. I would nice. love to host more retreats as well, but they're not really landing for me like a wildflower seed. I have to be patient and wait. There you go. Yeah. Or a treat in Australia. That would be fun for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll definitely put the links in there. And yes, I was checking it out. You have an intuition book and you have Oracle cards. How exciting and how much fun. And all of that would go right along with this book as well, too. So as we go to close, I really love to come back. And I know we've kind of talked about this, but just to kind of give us one last beautiful thought, how would you say that this work that you're doing right now with the idea of wildflowers and wild-hearted purpose, how would you say that can help to empower the spirit? I feel now more than ever, we need the connection within ourselves to our infinite spirit. Now more than ever, we need to listen to that wild knowing that often comes in visions and not in words, often comes in our dream state and not actually in the language we're so used to listening to and following. So I really think to empower ourselves is to trust, to trust the nudges and the symbols and the synchronicities in our life that guide us into our highest soul purpose, our highest state of bliss, connection, co-creation and love. Yeah, I love that to that really just like to that whole idea of wildness that so often comes in visions and dreams. I really love that and really empowering each person to find that within themselves. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. All the best with your book. That was a fantastic chat. Thank you so much. Thanks again for joining us today to your spirit. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. Thank you. Yes. Now more than ever, we need the connection within ourselves. It is important to slow down, to listen to the wild knowing, find it in visions, not in words, not in the language you're used to listening to. Trust. Trust the messages from within. Trust the nudges, the signals. Trust your wildness. Be sure to check out Chris's work. And as she says, when it comes to living your greatest purpose, let wildflowers be your muse. Ready for that spiritual makeover? Schedule your complimentary call now and come join us in the Energy Mastery Sanctuary. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Tarianne Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Namaste.